Hello and welcome to the Think Property Club podcast. My name is Jason John Byron and I'm going to be your host for this podcast. And I started out on my last podcast that I posted about where I started and how did I get the first step into being a property developer, property investor, property opportunist, whatever you like to call it. And it was interesting because when I first started, you know, I would never dream of even owning a property or having the type of portfolio that I have today. And I keep pinching myself and going, how did that happen? You know, what, what, what was a real thing that changed? And then I was talking to a mate the other day and, and we we're talking about, you know, his situation. He was still renting and had bad debt and he couldn't get into property and those type of things. And he said, what's the, what's the tricks that you know in property? And I said, well, when I first started, I didn't actually try to concentrate on property development or or learn about property the first thing i thought i need needed to learn about was money about how do people with money make money how did people uh, handle their cash flow their money because i knew that my own situation handling cash flow wasn't going to change um, because i would often get into debt and i would have issues when i first started about the the whole concept of money and how to use it efficiently enough if i was going to start to get into doing property development or any type of property renovation or whatever I did. So I had to really learn about how what was the smartest way people did things. I knew there were people out there doing things that that differently from what everyone else did when it came to tax, when it came from structures and and even buying, you know, how did they do all those type of things. So I spoke to you last time about how I finally got off being a cameraman and started sitting down and doing some education, which was pretty hard in my mind because I was thinking, well, you know, I didn't go to university, so, you know, I never paid for an extra education. My parents paid for my school, obviously, but I didn't have a hex debt or anything like that. And the whole concept of paying for a course or doing something like that, it felt a bit unusual to me, okay? So I, I really got to the stage there, but I'm sitting down and I'm starting to learn this stuff. And I said, okay, what do I really need to focus on? Well, I've, I've been pretty reckless with money before, which got me in this situation, and I was still in debt at that stage. And so I paid attention to that. Now, there's a few things, money lessons that I learned. I'm going to share the three with you today. The first thing when I started out and I was listening, I was listening about banks and how they borrow money and how they use money. Now, you think about this concept here. We're all taught put money in the bank, they'll store it for you, and um, you'll get some interest on it, right? So that's a bit of a good thing to have. But the situation that we were not really realizing is what's happened to our money once it goes in the bank. Now, if we really think about it, you know, for a couple of seconds, we just got to go, well, what does a bank do with your money? And what does a bank do? It lends your money out to someone else at a higher interest rate. So they make money from your money and you gladly just give it to them. You don't charge them for it. You don't charge them an interest rate to borrow money off you because that's exactly what they're doing. You're giving them money, borrowing, you know, for, for free. You, you know, because the interest rate that they give you, even if it's like, $8,000 or, or, or less, and your average wage coming in is so minimal and the, and the bank fees and everything they charge you, you're really not making any money on the money you're giving them. But what are they doing? Every single second they're taking your money and they're lending it out to people such as property people, property developers, who are developing properties and subdividing or renovating anything, anything developing a property. And they're charging them another 2.2% on top of whatever cost it costs them. And when I say cost them, well, they've got to run the bank and they've got to do all the staff and everything like that. But this is a whole thing. So why are we giving our money to banks for free? And they're allowed to just take it and lend it out to someone else and make profit off it and we don't split it. (laughs) 
And that's just totally true, right? Anyone out there who's got more than 50000 in a bank account, you're actually asking to be ripped off. It's like a scam. Because what they're doing is they're taking your money that you have in there. They're giving you a minor little bit of money of, of interest, especially if you've got 50000 in there, right? But what they're doing is they're lending it out to someone and making money off your money. So then this is what I, what I heard out of that. The next lesson I got taught was, well, you're going to flip that switch then. We're not going to stop people putting money in banks. So we've then got to look at, well, okay, let's go to the other end of the scale. What do banks do with that money? They lend it out to people at 5 or 6%, okay? Let's just say that. I know you can get it cheaper, 3% and all that type of stuff, but let's just say it's 5% to give it a commonality there. So as a property investor, what we should be doing is trying to find opportunities where we can borrow that money off the bank, which we're really kind of borrowing it off ourselves because we gave it to them in the first place. But we're borrowing the money off the bank. We're paying 5% interest on it. They're making at least 2% out of whoever they took it off. And I say took it off because that's right. And so we've got to figure out, well, okay, let's be on the other end. Now let's use that money, that 5% margin on there, and let's try to get 7 8% out of that. So we're doing exactly what the bank does, right? The bank took the money from someone else, put a bit extra on it, and they, they and they still pay the interest to, if someone's got you know long term deposit something like that to, to someone. But they're making extra money on top, and that's how they survive. So how do we do it as a property investor? Well, what we do is we borrow the money. So it's four hundred eighty thousand. So it's five percent. So we're paying interest of per week. If we, we go back to the weekly interest, we'd pay on 5%. Now, I'm not talking a loan where you pay it down, principal and interest. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking interest-only loans, and they are out there. What happens is that you'll be paying maybe 480 maybe even 500 a week in interest repayment back to the bank for borrowing that 5% off them or 480000 So then what happens is, well, you're not really getting anywhere if you're just doing that. If you're just paying them back and, and the money comes in, you get paid you know, 500 bucks a week rent. So you really need to be figuring out, well, how can I get 800 bucks a week rent and borrow my repayments so they end up being, you know, 500 bucks. So then you got 500, 600, 700, 800. So then you got 300 coming in because you're getting more in percentage wise than what you have to pay back out to the bank. You're actually just copying exactly what the bank does. So then if you've got 300 positive coming in a week and you're still giving the bank their money, then you're actually using money to make money. That's a concept there, using money to make money. Now, essentially what I'm talking about here, these aren't just your standard little houses that you buy and rent out. And this, is, this isn't a principal and interest loan where we're even paying it back. Most property people, when they get into it, a lot of professionals aren't actually paying down the asset. They're kind of using it in a way to hold for a certain amount of time and living off the interest. Now, what happens in that sense is that the rent is paying you and then you're paying the person back that you borrowed the money off, but you're getting more money in. And that's that's a concept there. And there's many different ways that myself now as a mentor teach people how to maximize rental. What we're actually maximizing is the return, just like any business. And it's kind of like a wholesale mentality. How much is going to cost you to get that money? How much can you sell that money for? That's the concept I want you guys to get your head around. And that's how people are able to have cash flow, have income replacing their jobs through property. 
It's quite simple, really, and it's smart. It's smarter than just leaving your money in the bank. So that's the concept that I first got in my head, and I was like, ah, okay, I understand that now. The next concept that I got taught was about trust companies. So this is instead of you buying it in your own name, and there are positives to buying it in your own name in some circumstances, but let's just put it this way. Let's think about it again from a business point of view, just like what we've kind of gone through just now in the last conversation. Businesses operate on profits and losses. And so if you are buying a property in a trust, and what this means is that you're essentially buying it under a company name, then as that company makes a profit, it can distribute it through certain types of trusts, right? Not all trusts. They have to have a very good solicitor on board, which we do. And you can distribute those profits out to beneficiaries. So how does that work? And okay, so I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. Now, how does that work? And then I got told, well, we can have many different beneficiaries. You can have yourself, your sister, your mother, your father. It can distribute out to different people so that you're not getting lumped. Say your, your company makes 200,000 profit and then that beneficiary is you. And then you're making already 90,000 a job and suddenly you've got this more money coming in than you're paying tax on that. That wouldn't be great because you're paying so much tax for that money coming in. So then you've got to start thinking, well, if I do it under a company, then I can distribute profits and uh, to many different beneficiaries of all different pay scales. So that's quite interesting. And then we can even use different companies combined together. It's kind of, I'm not going to go into the whole, whole bits about it because it'd be just too confusing for you, but you can distribute profits and losses through assimilated entities, which means a company can make a loss and no one can make a profit. But the real thing about property is being able to not pay tax on what you've increased the value of. And the way that you do that is by not selling it. And it's a concept now where people, it takes you a little while, fair enough, to get your head around. But what this means is that if you improve the property by developing it in some way, maybe you're subdividing it, maybe you're cutting it in half, maybe you're lifting it up and doing a extension underneath, maybe you're just building it brand new. If you can learn the wholesale mentality so that you're not paying a B2C, which is business to consumer, which is basically wholesale, is, is a retail mar market where mums and dads are the consumers, B is a business, and so they pay top dollar for whatever is produced. But if you can get behind that and start doing business to business, B2B, where you learn about property from a point of view that you're actually working to make a profit, and so you're working with companies to get that cost down because you're in a business-to-business -business relationship now, not a business-to-consumer relationship, you can actually save a lot of money. And even that mentality of never buying properties that can't be improved. I have a little saying, a lot of people heard, heard me say it, and it's called IVAP. I never, ever buy a property unless I can increase the value and profit. So what that means is that I'm, I'm looking for opportunity. That's what a true property investor developer is. They don't really look at any property unless they think that there's an opportunity to increase the value of it. Now, if you can increase the value of it, you can sell it for profit, or else if you can increase the value of it and you can hold it, then you rent it out, positive gear, great, okay, I can hold it like that. But if you can increase the value by 300000 which is what I did on our first home that we first created that was now a rental property, but if we increase the property by 300000 
and we sold it, we'd have 300,000 profit. But the concept that was next taught to me was, well, you don't actually have to sell it to take that money out. Because if you don't sell it and you go back to a bank and you borrow against it, sure, you're going to be paying 5% interest because you're borrowing more. Okay, so you're saying, I would like now 200,000 of the 300,000 I've created in extra value on this property. But now you have this money that you don't have to pay tax on. You can do whatever you want with it too. You can buy a car with it. It doesn't matter what you do with it. But then you get the real concept where you now have this money that you don't have to pay tax on, that you created, that you can live off it if you want, like a, like a wage, or else you can start to use this money to do other type of property deals. So those are the three concepts there. The first one was, hey, use a bank's money. Instead of them using your money, flip it back on them. Start using their money to make money with the properties that you buy that are interest only and you're actually paying an amount back to the bank, but your rental coming in is more. So that's pretty cool. The next thing was to look at the, look at, well, what if you learn how to do properties in companies where whatever money they made, if you sold them or whatever you did to them, that you could distribute that profit in different ways. And you could even distribute the profits and losses from assimilated companies with certain types of structures. I thought that was really interesting. And then the third one is that you could actually develop a property in a way, hold onto that property, and then borrow against it. We had a property just like that. We had a whole townhouse practically free. And it was worth, because we paid all the bills off of all the townhouses that we built, it was a five pack. We paid the four off by selling them. We had to pay tax, obviously, on, on selling them if we made a profit. But then as soon as we got to that margin, so we had all the cost that we'd had to pay for the whole construction. I'm talking land, every little fee. So that came out to four million, right? I don't know exactly what it was. So I'm not going to go through all the details, but just to make it a nice square number for you. So that was four million. And so you had to pay that back. That was your total debt. But then you sell four townhouses off for just over a million each. But you still get a fifth townhouse. Now, you're going to get all your profit out of that fifth townhouse, right? Do you choose to, to sell that and pay tax on it? Or would the smarter thing to be is to keep that last townhouse and go to a bank and not go and grab the, you know, from selling it at five, six hundred thousand? But go and grab 300,000 from the bank against that debt there and rent it out positive geared anyway, because, well, you practically got it for free. So when you rent it and hold it, you're still making money. But now what you're doing is you're actually using that money within that property to go do other stuff with. So that was the, uh, there's a few concepts there I wanted to talk to you about today. If you haven't already, join www.thinkpropertyclub.com.au. It's free membership there where I like to teach people about all the tricks of property how you get into it and how you do it with no money and the things you can do that you didn't think you could do or the things that these other people are doing that, that you just never knew about or the advantages to it. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it today. My name is Jason John Byron. Please, uh, if you like this podcast, you want more, press the subscribe button there. If you're listening to it on YouTube or anything else, and again, subscribe, put your little alert on because i got some great stuff I'm going to be sharing with you. If you're on Facebook, then Think Property Club going to be pretty easy to find if you're on any other medium out there then just type in the name jason john byron because uh there's only one of me which is pretty cool dad called me jj so i've continued that tradition jason john byron if you want to come along and listen to me at events or learn more stuff of me then 
That, that's cool. You'll, you'll find where I am. Thinkpropertyclub.com.au. Obviously, get me there or jasonjohnbyron.com.au. I've really enjoyed sharing this with you. I hope you get some value out of this. And I'll see you on the next podcast or vodcast. Or maybe you'll read something that I put out there in social media. Thanks for tuning in, guys.